1: Due to the graphic nature of this murder case, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes dramatizations and discussions of murder and assault that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13.
2: All right. I think that's about enough progress for today. Thank God. I hate when we have to work under the house. It's killing my knees. Tell me about it. Hey, you in the mood for a burger? We could go to In-N-Out. Yeah, just give me a minute to finish cleaning up. Don't want the owner complaining that we left a mess. Sure. Oh, God. What's wrong? Look at that. What?
3: It's just a sneaker. What are you doing with that stick?
2: I've just got a bad feeling.
3: Don't poke it.
2: (gasps) Oh, my God. Call the cops.
1: This is Unsolved Murders, True Crime Stories. I'm your host, Carter Roy.
4: And I'm your host, Wendy McKenzie. This is our episode on the murder of 14-year-old Jimmy Gilmore. He disappeared in 1962, but his body wasn't found until 1985. And it was found buried in the crawl space underneath his own home.
1: If you like the show, we'd immensely appreciate if you could leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast directory. And don't forget to subscribe while you're there because a new episode comes out every Tuesday.
4: You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and on Twitter at Parcast Network or on our website, parcast.com. These days, the San Gabriel Valley is the place to go in Los Angeles if you want mouth-watering dim sum. But in previous decades, the San Gabriel Valley was famous for a different staple of California cuisine, the In-N-Out Burger.
1: In October 1948, the very first In-N-Out opened in San Gabriel Valley's Baldwin Park. It became the first hamburger joint with a drive-through in all of California.
4: But just a few decades later, Baldwin Park would become famous for a far more gruesome reason.
1: In March 1985, a construction worker spotted a skeletal foot sticking out of the ground in a crawl space under a Baldwin Park home.
4: Investigators quickly dug up the skeleton and identified the remains as 14-year-old James David Gilmore, better known to family and friends as Jimmy. The teen had been missing for 23 years, ever since he disappeared on the evening of January 7th, 1962.
1: No one expected him to turn up in the crawl space under his own home. No one, except his killer. Jimmy Gilmore grew up in a quiet neighborhood in Baldwin Park.
4: Well... if you didn't count all the animals that neighbors kept in their backyards and barns.
1: Jimmy's own family lived in a narrow house on Bess Avenue and kept chickens in the yard and horses in their barn.
5: Jimmy, did you feed the horses? No, tell
6: Wayne or Linda to do it.
5: Wayne fed the horses yesterday. It's your turn. I'm busy. Busy watching television?
6: Yeah, exactly.
5: Damn it, Jimmy. Why do you have to be so difficult? Why do you? I swear I'll. Bana, what the hell is this?
6: Sounds like Dad wants you.
5: We're not done, mister. I told you never.
3: Don't tell me. Every time I say this, no, don't, don't give me that I
6: anymore. I'm you? tired of this thing. I'm fed up the whole thing. <laughs> Can't even hear the damn TV.
4: Animals weren't the only ones disturbing the peace of Jimmy's quiet Baldwin Park neighborhood.
1: Jimmy grew up in a very volatile household. His parents, Donna and James, fought constantly.
2: Oh, great. The Gilmores are at it again.
0: Must be Tuesday.
2: It's not funny. Can't be good for those poor kids, all that fighting.
0: Oh, don't play good Samaritan with me. You don't care about those kids. You're just mad they're interrupting gun smoke.
2: So you're fine with the racket they make?
0: Of course not. There's nothing we can do about it.
2: We could call the cops.
0: What's the point? The police never do anything.
2: We have to do something. Was that... a gunshot?
0: Call the cops. Now.
2: Look outside. Somebody beat us to it.
1: Jimmy's younger brother Wayne later told the L.A. Times,
2: The police were
3: called to the house frequently. When we said our name was Gilmore, they didn't even ask the address. It wasn't no leave-at-the-beaver type home. It was a madhouse. There were four or five shooting incidents.
4: It wasn't the most nurturing environment for the Gilmore children, raised in a violent, turbulent home, Jimmy grew up to bully and abuse everyone around him.
1: Jimmy's half-siblings, Linda and Robert, apparently escaped the worst of Jimmy's abuse, perhaps because they were older than him, but Wayne later told reporters that he was his brother's whipping boy.
4: Wayne explained that on one occasion, Jimmy strangled Wayne and beat him so badly with a baseball bat that the other siblings had to intervene to save him. He also told the LA Times, He used to beat me up just to keep in practice.
1: There was a feeling of relief when he wasn't around. Jimmy had no reason to hurt his younger brother. Wayne never even tried to defend himself when his older brother beat him.
4: So why did Jimmy abuse his younger brother? Well, according to Wayne,
1: Jimmy did it because he enjoyed it.
4: This is the sort of behavior we usually hear about from our murder suspects, not our murder victims.
1: Jimmy certainly wasn't very endearing to his own family.
4: And Wayne wasn't the only child that Jimmy abused. He was known to bully other young neighborhood boys and steal their money.
2: Bobby! Hon, I'm home!
0: Hi, honey. I'm in the kitchen.
2: Where's Bobby? He doesn't want to say hi to his old man?
0: He's in his room. He's not feeling well.
2: Uh Uh-huh. You want to tell me what's really going on?
0: Fine. But promise me you'll go easy on him. He's had a rough day.
2: Yeah, yeah, I promise. What's going on?
0: He tried to stand up to that Jimmy Gilmore. You know, like you told him to.
2: You're saying that like it didn't go so well. It didn't. Why are you acting like this is all my fault? He's gonna be a man someday. He has to learn to stand his ground with bullies.
0: You don't get it. Bobby never stood a chance. Not against a kid like Jimmy.
4: Jimmy wasn't popular with his family or with his neighbors. Mike Whitehead, a neighbor and childhood friend of Wayne's, told the L.A. Times reporters,
2: Jimmy was a pain in the butt most of the time. He was the Eddie Haskell of the neighborhood.
1: Eddie Haskell was a deceitful bully infamous for his cruel pranks on the 1950s show Leave It to Beaver.
4: Wow. Wow. It sounds like nobody in the neighborhood has fond memories of Jimmy.
1: Not really, since they were all being bullied by him.
4: And when Jimmy wasn't abusing younger children, he was hanging out with a rough crowd of older
1: teens. Wayne told reporters that Jimmy spent his time with the teenage members of a motorcycle gang.
2: Hey, guys. Hi, Jimmy.
6: What are you up to?
2: What do you think? Should we tell him? Nah, he's just a kid.
6: I'm not a kid. I'm almost 15.
2: Fine. You know that liquor store over on the corner? Yeah. We're going to get ourselves some free booze. You want to help?
6: As long as I can get my share. (laughs) Stand over there. You're going to be our lookout.
3: Think you can handle that?
2: You bet. So what do you think? The kid going to work out? We'll see.
1: We haven't painted a very flattering depiction of Jimmy, but the young teen did allegedly have a softer side.
4: According to Wayne, Jimmy had a new puppy that he was raising in the family barn.
6: Hey there, girl. Ooh, stop. I brought you dinner. I need to think up a name for you. How about Pam? No good, huh? How about Sherry, or Linda? That'd drive my sister out of her tree if you two have the same name. Don't worry, I'm gonna come up with a boss name for you.
0: Who are you talking to? Linda. Me?
6: No, the dog, I'm naming her Linda.
0: You can't give the dog my name, you dipstick.
6: Too late, Linda likes her name, don't you girl?
0: Mm, I'm telling Mom!
1: (laughs) So, even if he didn't treat other people very well, Jimmy was at least fond of his puppy.
4: And Jimmy also had another very human quality. He was scared of the dark.
5: Jimmy! Wayne told me you didn't feed the horses again tonight. So what? I'm sick and tired of you making your little brother do all the chores.
6: Fine. I'll feed them in the morning.
5: No. Get your butt out of bed and feed them now. I can't. What do you mean you can't? You've got two working legs. Use them.
6: No, I can't, cause...
5: It's dark outside. Jimmy, are you telling me you're still scared of the dark? Shut up! Don't you talk back to me like that young man, or you're gonna get it! Sorry. You're 14 now, Jimmy. You're too old to be scared of the dark. I know. Good. So go to the barn and feed the horses. Mom!
6: Come on! Go on! Jimmy was
1: apparently so scared of the dark, he was the only Gilmore child who never ran away from home. According to Jimmy's brother Wayne...
3: My mother was asleep most of the day and worked at night. And the kids had more or less free reign. We took off when we wanted and we came back when we wanted. Jimmy stuck pretty close to home, especially at night.
1: So Jimmy was terrified of the dark and unlikely to leave home at night.
4: But on the evening of January 7th, 1962, someone convinced Jimmy to step outside his home into the darkness.
1: And that was the last time anyone saw Jimmy alive.
4: Our story will continue in a moment after a brief message.
1: And now, back to Unsolved Murders.
4: 14-year-old Jimmy Gilmore disappeared on the evening of January 7th, 1962.
1: Jimmy's family members offered differing accounts of the night that Jimmy disappeared.
4: Jimmy's mother, Donna, claimed that she left home to meet friends at 7.30 p.m. that night. Her children, Linda, Wayne, and Jimmy, were the only ones home.
5: All right, I'm off. Linda, you know where I am if there's an emergency. We'll be fine, Mom. Jimmy, Wayne, don't spend the whole night watching television. Uh Uh-huh. And Jimmy, don't get too rough with your little brother.
6: Yeah, whatever.
5: All right, I'll see you kids later. I love you.
1: (sighs) Donna claimed that the teens all heard someone knock on the door that evening
4: then, Jimmy got
6: dressed and left the house.
0: Jimmy, what are you doing out of bed?
6: I'm going out. Where? None of your business.
0: It's pretty dark out. Aren't you gonna get scared? Shut up. Fine. See you later.
1: But Wayne remembered his brother's disappearance differently. In an interview with the LA Times in 1985, he said,
0: If I
3: remember correctly, my sister wasn't home that night. Just me and him. He was already dressed. He had been going in and out of the house all night because he had a new puppy he was taking care of in the barn. He went out the last time and didn't come back. I went out about 9.30 or 10 p.m. and shut off the lights in the barn. It was a quiet night 23 years ago.
4: Interestingly enough, Wayne's account of his brother's disappearance aligns more closely with his mother's story in a later interview he gave to reporters in 2006.
1: In this interview, Wayne claimed that he and Jimmy were watching television together when they heard someone knocking. Jimmy told his little brother,
3: I'll be out a little bit and never came back.
1: So, Jimmy either disappeared while he was checking on his puppy, or he left home to meet someone who knocked on the family's back door.
4: This isn't the only inconsistency in the Gilmore family's stories. After Jimmy's body was discovered, Donna told the LA Times that she reported Jimmy missing on January 8th, 1962, the day after he disappeared.
1: But Donna later admitted to investigators that she waited three days to report her son missing.
5: I'm off to work in a few. Anybody here from Jimmy? No. Mom, I really think we need to go to the police. They're not going to take us seriously. Not after all the other times I've called about you kids running off. But Jimmy's never run away from home before, and it's been three days!
6: <sighs>
5: Alright, let's call the police.
4: Perhaps Donna lied to reporters because she was trying to save face. Who wants to admit that they waited three days to report their child's disappearance?
1: But Jimmy didn't go very far. His killer murdered him and buried his body in the crawl space under his parents' bedroom.
4: He may have even been killed right outside in his own backyard.
6: All right, what do you want? And make it quick.
3: Don't worry, I'll be quick.
6: Hey, what are you doing with that? No!
4: When detectives found Jimmy's body in 1985, they were left with a lot of questions.
1: The killer only buried Jimmy's body in about a foot of sandy dirt in the crawl space. So, why didn't Jimmy's siblings and parents smell him decomposing?
0: Ew, anyone smell that? What? Like we've got a dead mouse in the wall or something.
5: I don't smell anything. Mom, you're crazy. The whole house reeks. Maybe the stables just need to be cleaned out. That's your cue, Linda. I have to clean them out again? You're the one complaining about how the house smells. (sighs) Fine.
4: Sheriff's Lieutenant Gary Vance, one of the investigators in the case, theorized that the smell of the chickens and other animals living in the Gilmore's yard hid the smell of Jimmy's decomposing corpse.
1: And another investigator on the case suggested that the sandy soil in which Jimmy's body was buried could have acted almost like kitty litter, effectively blocking any foul odors.
4: So there's a genuine possibility that no one in Jimmy's family smelled him rotting away under their home.
1: But James Gilmore, Jimmy's father, apparently became suspicious after his son went missing.
4: James had already separated from his wife Donna and moved into a trailer home in La Puente by January 1962.
1: Which means he wouldn't have been at home on January 7th, 1962, the evening that Jimmy disappeared.
4: And he also wouldn't have been living at home in the following months or smelled Jimmy's body decomposing under the
1: house. According to Sheriff's Homicide Sergeant Paul Mondry, James confided his suspicions to investigators. Mondry said that,
3: He remembers his wife telling him Jimmy disappeared. James Sr. said it was his idea to polygraph the kids. He claimed that he was skeptical of the kid's stories. It was his belief that Jimmy never left the house.
4: According to Sheriff Mondry, there's no evidence that Linda, Robert or Wayne Gilmore were given a polygraph test in 1962 after Jimmy disappeared.
1: However, Jimmy's brother and parents were all given polygraph tests in 1985. And as far as we are aware, they all passed the tests.
4: Detectives wanted to interview Jimmy's sister Linda in 1985 since she was one of the last people to see him alive on the night that he disappeared. But sadly, they weren't able to speak with her.
1: Linda's partner murdered her in 1979, six years before Jimmy's body was discovered. Whatever secrets Linda may have known, she took them to her grave.
4: And this leaves us with an important question. Was Jimmy's father correct in his suspicions? Was one of Jimmy's own family members involved in his death?
1: Jimmy's younger brother, Wayne, admitted to reporters that he seemingly has a motive for wanting his brother dead. After all, Jimmy abused Wayne relentlessly, and Wayne was relieved when he disappeared.
4: But Wayne denies any involvement in his brother's death. He told reporters, I've been open and honest. I've got nothing to hide.
1: Wayne told reporters that his mother, Donna, continued to ask him about his brother's disappearance for the rest of her life, but he told her that he knew nothing.
4: Of course, there's always the possibility that Donna knew exactly what happened to her son.
1: Perhaps Jimmy was killed by his own mother.
4: Our story will continue in a moment, after a brief message.
1: And now, back to the story.
4: Jimmy Gilmore disappeared on January 7th, 1962. Investigators found his body 23 years later, shallowly buried in a crawl space under the family home.
1: Let's look at the facts. We know that Donna waited three days until January 10th to report her son missing.
4: This was a significant amount of time to wait. Especially considering the fact that Jimmy was the one child in the family who had never tried to run away from home before.
1: He was also scared of the dark and afraid to go out at night. So Donna's story that Jimmy willingly left with someone in the middle of the night is surprising at the very least.
4: We know that Jimmy was abusing his younger brother, Wayne. Perhaps Donna killed Jimmy in an effort to protect her youngest
5: son.
6: Do we have to talk outside, Mom? It's so dark.
5: We'll only be a minute.
6: (sighs) What do you want?
5: I know what you've been doing to your little brother.
6: What are you talking about?
5: You tried to strangle him. We were
6: just horsing around.
5: Don't lie to me. Not now. If Linda and Robert hadn't stopped you, you could have killed him. Fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt him. Stop lying to me. You like hurting him. It doesn't matter what I say or do. You're just gonna keep hurting him, aren't you? And one day, you're gonna take it too far. Look, I promise I won't touch one precious little hair on Wayne's head ever again. That's right, you won't. Mom, no, way!
1: If Donna killed Jimmy, it would explain why she waited three days to report him missing.
4: It would also explain why Jimmy was found in a crawl space under his home. Jimmy's mother had the easiest access to her home and would likely be the most comfortable burying a body on her own property.
1: Jimmy's mother would also have been the most familiar with the layout of the house. Donna was more likely to know about the crawl space where Jimmy's body was buried than a random stranger.
4: Wayne noted in an interview that the crawl space was directly under his parents' bedroom. So if anybody was going to smell Jimmy decomposing, it was Donna.
0: Mom, that dead mouse smell is even stronger in here. I still don't
5: smell anything. Maybe you should see a doctor about that. Don't get sassy with me, young lady. Especially not if you want to borrow that necklace. Alright. You're the one who has to sleep in here.
1: It's hard to believe that a mother would resort to killing her own son, but Jimmy was infamous for his violence and cruelty.
4: Perhaps Donna felt like she had no other choice.
1: It's not exactly unreasonable that Donna killed Jimmy to protect her other children. Just consider that Wayne told reporters this about his brother's death.
3: Him dying at that age saves some people's lives. He would have killed people as an adult.
4: Well, it certainly sounds like Jimmy's mother may have known just how dangerous he was.
1: But on the other hand, Wayne did tell reporters that his mother wanted to know what happened to Jimmy until her dying days. It wouldn't make sense for her to keep bringing up Jimmy's death if she was the killer.
4: Which means we need to look at some of our other suspects. Let's not forget that there were plenty of other people who may have wanted Jimmy dead.
1: And he was bullying and stealing from the other neighborhood children. Maybe he crossed a line and pushed one of his neighbors too far.
6: What's wrong, girl? What do you want, Wayne?
2: Oh, Who the hell are you? You don't know me, but you know my son, Bobby.
6: What's it to you?
2: You hurt him real bad. You know that? The doctor said, that he might never see again out of his left eye.
6: That's too bad, but I didn't touch him.
2: That's not what Bobby told me. Guess your kid's a liar then.
6: You little... Hey, what are you doing? Stop, I'm sorry, all right, stop! A
4: neighbor would be able to keep watch on Jimmy's home.
1: He or she would know when the parents were out of the house, and when Jimmy was alone and vulnerable.
4: But Donna and Wayne have both claimed that Jimmy left the house after someone knocked on the door of the family home. It's hard to believe that he would step outside just to talk to a neighbor.
1: And while many of Jimmy's neighbors likely had a motive to want him dead, there's no evidence tying any of Jimmy's neighbors to his murder.
4: Which means we need to examine other suspects.
1: We know that Jimmy hung out with teens in a motorcycle gang. Perhaps he was even a prospective member. Here are your burgers, fellas.
6: Thanks, sweetheart. So, have you guys come to a decision? Can I join? You don't get to just join, Jimmy. As a friend of the club, you have to prove yourself. No sweat. What do I need to do?
2: For starters, you're paying for lunch. Oh. All right. Yeah, you're paying for all our lunches from now on. I I don't have that kind of money. Then steal it. Uh, I, uh... (laughs) Did you see the look on his face? (laughs) You got me. We have a more important job for you. We need you to hold on to a package for us. Don't open it. And don't touch it. And don't take any for yourself. Of course not. You can trust me. I hope you're right.
4: Some criminal motorcycle gangs sell guns and drugs. Perhaps one of Jimmy's friends asked him to hold on to drugs for him.
1: If any of the drugs went missing, Jimmy would have been in real trouble.
2: Oh, hey, man. How's it going? We need to talk, Jimmy. About the package. Yeah, sure. You want to come in or... No, we need to talk somewhere
6: private. Just let me get my coat.
0: Who is was that at the door, Jimmy? No one
6: important. I'm going out. I'll be back in a bit. See you. So, what's wrong with the package? It's light.
3: What do you mean? Don't play games, Jimmy. There's at least 20 pills missing. What did you do?
6: Sell them to your friends? No, I, I didn't take them. Then tell us who did. How the hell should I know? Maybe one of you took the pills. Oh, so we stole from ourselves. Is that what you're saying? You better get out of here or I'm calling the cops. And trust me, they know my family's address. You just broke two basic rules, Jimmy. You
3: stole from us, and you threatened to call the cops on your own brothers.
2: We don't like people who break the rules.
6: <laughs> go to hell. Get him! Hey! Hey, let go of me!
4: If Jimmy stole from a member of a biker gang, they could have murdered him in retaliation.
1: And if Jimmy was going to leave the house late at night, it makes sense that he'd go hang out with one of his older friends.
4: But maybe one of his supposed biker friends was just luring him outside to kill him.
1: There are a lot of people who might have had a motive to kill Jimmy Gilmore... He certainly could have been killed by a gang member he befriended.
4: He may also have been killed by a neighbor furious at Jimmy for bullying and beating up their child.
1: Or perhaps he was killed by his own mother, Donna. She could have been driven by desperation to protect her youngest son from Jimmy's violent abuse.
4: I think he was most likely killed by one of his own gang member friends. Jimmy was scared of the dark, and he didn't like leaving the house at night. He wouldn't likely be willing to go out with just anybody. But I can believe that he'd leave at night in order to hang out with older gang members that he wanted to impress.
1: Jimmy was also known to steal from the other neighborhood children. It wouldn't exactly be a stretch for him to try and steal from his new friends.
4: And a member of a criminal biker gang would have been the most likely of all of our suspects to be violent enough and aggressive enough to kill Jimmy if he stole or crossed the line.
1: I agree, Jimmy was most likely killed by one of his biker gang friends.
4: It seems like no one really missed Jimmy after he disappeared in 1962. In 2006, his younger brother Wayne told reporters.
3: Until they found his remains, I'd swear he was running the mafia. He was that smart and cruel. He was devious, cruel, and he enjoyed being cool.
1: Wayne believes that Jimmy would have grown up to be a killer. And that whoever murdered Jimmy saved Jimmy's future victims from a similar fate.
4: Nevertheless, Jimmy's killer had no right to appoint themselves judge, jury, and executioner of a 14-year-old boy.
1: In an ideal world, perhaps Jimmy could have gotten help for his troubling behavior and grown into a more compassionate adult.
4: But no matter how terrible he was, the young teen didn't deserve to spend decades buried under his family's home.
1: And his killer deserves to be brought to justice. Don't forget to subscribe to Unsolved Murders on Apple Podcasts. Tune in, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review or tell us what you think on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram as at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. It seems simple, but it really helps our show. A new episode comes out every Tuesday.
4: And always, thanks for listening.
1: We'll see you next time.
4: If we live till next time.
1: Unsolved Murders True Crime Stories was created by Max Cutler and developed by Ron Cutler. It is a production of Cutler Media and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Kenny Hobbs, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Paul Mahler. Additional production assistance by Maggie Admire and Carly Madden. Unsolved Murders is written by Jeanette Manning and stars Carter Roy and Wendy McKenzie. The amazing cast of voice actors includes, by Alphabetical Order, Mike Capozzi, Jerry Courtney Osteen, Kimberly Holland, Nick Masu, and Steve Pinto.